Peace, peace, you guys. My name is Nairobi Free, and this is the Free Fro Podcast, where we're going to be talking all about how the fuck we can maintain some sort of freedom while living in a militarized police state. Today, the track Mad by a girl Solange featuring Lil Wayne is going to be providing our vibe and just playing over and over in the background. And I feel like it's relevant because we're mad as hell and we're seeing that every single day. We're feeling that in our bodies every single day. Okay. Today's episode is going to be centered around the many different forms of protest and why our protest is valid. You know, our blackness is valid and therefore any response, reaction and outburst that we have to address and defend and protect our blackness and our black lives is valid. That being said, our protest is valid. I know in these last couple of days, we've all been witnessing multiple different forms of protests. And, you know, some are more controversial than others, like looting. Some are more common, like personal creativity. You know, that's a form of protest. Joy is a form of protest during these times. So I'm going to just break it down in a comprehensive list and provide some reasoning as to why each of these forms of protest is valid. So the different forms that we're going to look into today are looting, um, healing, creativity, small business sustainability, food revolution activism. You know, all of these are forms of protest that we have at our disposal to tap into and organize and come together for a purpose, you know. So first, let's start out with looting, because it seems to be the hottest topic, the one getting the most black backlash and flack from older generations, from our white counterparts, uh, from people who clearly don't understand the relevance of looting. Okay, what is looting if not the redistribution of resources? Looting makes sense as a form of protest because the flaws of American capitalism have been a source of crisis in the black community for years, for generations. And this history goes way back, way, way, way back to colonialism, which set a precedent for a financially predatory relationship that we now see today between corporations and black communities. Colonialism was almost wholly organized around extraction with little to no reinvestment back into the community. And we see the ripples of that to this day, you know? And that's exactly why looting is a perfectly acceptable form of protest. It addresses the problem damn near directly. Capitalism is something that targets the black community, benefits off of the black community, is literally built by the black community. Yet the black community always falls at the bottom of its needs. And that is exactly why redistributing, reclaiming those resources that our workforce goes into building and providing and generating Makes sense, okay? Jeff Bezos wouldn't have money without the delivery people. You know you know the delivery people, the ones that be bumping their music in their AirPods and slinging packages all day? Yeah, our people, the working class, okay? There has always been a connection between capitalism, corruption, and the condition of the working class. It'll forever be relevant until we address it, and looting might just be the first step of that. Next, I want to go into... Let's go into creativity, okay? Personal creativity is such an important form of protest. It gives us a feeling of agency. 
it is magic. It is manifestation. When we take pen to paper, when we take paint to surface, canvas, whatever it may be, when we go out in the streets and spray paint our message, our truth on buildings, that form of creation is protest, especially when it coming from black folk, because it is our spirit that then is getting produced and shared. That is powerful already in its own. And um, I really feel like what it takes to execute your own creative vision is the kind of strategizing practice that we need, you know, in a movement. That leads me into my next point or the next form of protest, which is, you know, small business and economic sustainability. I feel like creative projects and passion projects we're seeing in the economy and like the side gig economy right now that passion projects can turn into hustles, you know, and hustles turn into economic sustainability. So that within our community is a beautiful form of protest. And, you know, I got some black owned businesses right now that I can shout out. Shout out to Naturally Dej making poppin' ass beauty whip. You can find that at, at Naturally Dej or at Blessed Beauty on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Miss Della B with the magical honeys and teas, okay? You can find her over at Miss Della B, D-E-L-A-H-B-E-E on Instagram. Support your black businesses, support your communities. If you want to start a black business, as in the words of Adesia herself, now is the perfect time. Female entrepreneurs are dominating the game right now, okay? We need you. That is a form of protest. And I know for me, recently, I kind of fell off on my creativity. For me, it's this podcast. I kind of fell off on my expression because the bitch was sad, you know? And I've been reinvigorated a little bit, a lot of it actually, because what I'm doing right now is my form of protesting the bullshit brutality that's going down every single day against bodies that look just like mine and bodies that don't. The police state is not here for any of us, white folk included. And I'm going to bring that up later in this conversation, but on to the last, and I don't even think this is the last form of protesting, but on to the last one on our list for today, healing. This is some spiritual ass warfare that's going on right now. So if your thing is Santeria, if your thing is Obey, or you a Bruja, please send that protective energy to our comrades on the front lines. Please send that tactical energy to the minds of our people. Activate us. We need you. Channel that warrior energy. We need you. Our black healers have long been an influential part of a community have long been an influential part of our warfare. So thank you. I The purpose of this entire episode is to validate and give credit to the black folk doing their due. And yeah, that means you. Talking about financial sustainability in our community is a form of protest. Creating your art is a form of protest. Owning and operating your own business is a form of protest. And looting is a form of protest too, and they all valid, okay? And you know I'm not gonna let us forget about the food revolution. Growing your own food is revolutionary as fuck, period. 
food insecurity has been a part of our communities for a while now in the form of food deserts, in the form of like lacking nutritious produce in grocery stores. And that's why growing our own food is one of the most important things that we can do to be a sustainable community. I also hope that for the people who are feeling a little helpless right now, know that that is completely normal and natural. Up until yesterday, I was feeling like shit, waking up every single morning, feeling the rage coursing through my body, feeling my muscles clench and release and clench and tighten and release while I'm sitting in bed on social media, but feeling like there was nothing that I can do, you know? Choose one of those options and get cracking. You can do anything. We can do anything. And now is the motherfucking time. That was our first episode back, but I am going to leave y'all with a little bonus round, okay? I want to address some of the white activism, if that's the word, the some of the allyship, some of the white folk who are showing up and showing out at protests. I'm just going to share some of my observations because... You know, I've seen some different things, and I think that it could be a learning opportunity for all of us, you know, in terms of what can be helpful or constructive forms of protest and what may be destructive. So on Friday, there was a protest here in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, and then there was another protest today on Saturday over in Flatbush by Prospect Park. The difference between the two protests in terms of organization was wild, completely different forms of protesting. Friday's protest had no central organization. There wasn't really speeches or people speaking and unifying the people beforehand. It kind of was just like a raging swell of emotion that was being retaliated against brutally by the police. I've been to my fair share of protests and organized with my fair share of organizations who are behind protests. And I've never really seen anything like that. And, you know, speaking for the white folk or speaking to the white folk, people were inciting, you know, and expressing their rage towards the police. But it seemed like they just seemed hella comfortable vocalizing this seemingly newfound rage and, you know, wanting to be active and wanting to be doing something. But it always was resulting in a violent and brutal retaliation from the police officers and honestly got some black and brown bodies caught up in it. And that's where I feel like it started to become destructive rather than constructive because there is a way to express our anger that leaves us feeling unified, that leaves us feeling empowered and connected. And I left that protest on Friday feeling less empowered. What is the word? I felt a little bit more helpless. I felt a little bit more like I was lacking agency because um, I just saw like multiple black women being tackled by seven, eight, nine police officers, you know, and it just seemed really to exacerbate the situation without really offering an opportunity to connect with each other and our purpose and our goal, you know. One of the homies, Ao, who I met through RLC, aka Radical Love Consciousness, another revolutionary-ass group based in Brooklyn and Lower East Side, described this shit perfectly. 
So this is a direct quote from AO. AO described their experience at the Barclays protest as seeing a lot of gentrifiers clout chasing and putting people in danger so they could fulfill their white savior delusion. That, let's leave that in the past, okay? Because a lot of other people were involved. And I mean, I understand feeling confined and restricted internally and then accidentally or intentionally manifesting that in a physical sort of confinement. But eh, no, let's not do that anymore, okay? Um, Just because literally what I noticed in differentiation between Friday's protest and Saturday's protest was astounding. I left Saturday's protest feeling so activated. Because I wasn't just watching people be brutalized for several hours. I was watching strategy manifest in front of me in real time. I was watching people unify in chants. I was hearing the stories and the real emotion behind people whose family members have been murdered by the police. People whose students have been taken way too young. You know, we want a sustained protest. We want a sustained rebellion, active revolution. Now, I'm not saying that white outrage is invalid because honestly, they've been duped for a long time into believing that the police were good and that black folk have been the aggressive, you know, group this entire time. So they're just coming to. And because of quarantine and the effects of coronavirus, that's had very real financial implications for people across the board, you know, within the working class. I think that it makes sense that they realize that their experience is closer to ours than ever before. You know, and this makes me want to bring up something that I read in a book written by Kianga Yamahata Taylor. The book is called From Hashtag Black Lives Matter to Black Liberation. I can link that book in the description, but basically in this piece of work, they write and reference the fact that white supremacy was not originated to mean that whites were supreme that all whites were supreme. It was a political strategy intended to manipulate racial fears as a mean of maintaining the ruling class, AKA slave owners. That didn't include and does not include the average everyday white folk, you know. While they may be white, they are not the ruling class. The police are here protecting the interests of the ruling class and they generate funds for them one arrest at a time. And as we've seen in the last couple of days, there are white people getting arrested left and right. Kianga also references in that piece of literature that only a collective can create a systematic alternative worldview. The common experience of oppression and exploitation creates the potential for a united struggle. And this quarantine has affected all of us. It has given us all a common experience. Now is the time for the united struggle. I've seen more non-black and white people at protests than I've ever seen, ever. And the numbers are magnificent. The numbers are magnificent. So this is exactly what we need to be doing right now, but let's just make sure that it's constructive. And on that last note, I I love protesting, but now is the time for us to strategize because we can't keep giving these motherfuckers bail money. We can strategize our protesting. We can have tears. I don't know what that looks like, but let's start having conversations for what this could look like because we are some of the most genuine, intelligent people that I have ever experienced in my life.
And that being said, I know that we can innovate this. I know that we can level up our understanding of what is constructive and what is building our long-term goal. You know, an alternative worldview. That's what we're working with. Thank you. And until next time on the Free Fro Podcast, stay black, stay bold, stay brilliant, and stay beautiful, y'all.